0: Welcome to Time Lapse, Season 5 of the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. In this season, we track how God works in and through our guests' lives over the course of time. In each episode, you will hear two interviews recorded about six months apart. Of course, we chat scripture, encouragement, and the character of God in both interviews. We dwell richly together in every season. We invite you, sister, no matter your current season, to come along for the journey. Hi, listener. Can you believe we are about to celebrate two years
1: on the Dayton Women in the Word podcast? We want to recognize God's goodness to us in that. So we are hosting a live podcast event, and we want to invite you It's on September 22nd. And to find more details about this event, you can visit com slash podcast live. We hope to see you there. Yo, welcome back to the Date, Women, and the Word podcast. My name is Jillian Vincent, and I often host the shenanigans we uh, put up here on the Date, Women, in the Word podcast. I am sitting here with one of my most favorite people, I would (laughs) say, Becky Dell. So welcome, Becky. Thank you. So, uh, Becky and I have known each other for a while, but just this past year, I feel like I'd, uh, crossed our paths in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Becky, do you want to share our most recent interaction?
2: Edith? I do. <laughs> Edith. Tell oh us about gosh. Edith. Okay. So, um, we have um, a family of six. I'll get to that when yeah. I say who I am, I suppose. But yeah. um, my husband's job provides a vehicle for him. So yeah. we have a car we all fit into. And then we have Edith, which yes. is like a 2003 um, Buick. It's, an, <laughs> it's a boat. and um, It really is. It's a boat, and it drives so comfortably, and yes. it's very fun. But it's not yeah. very – like we use it as a, a car that God – you know when he says use it we use it or yeah. send it or wherever edith goes yes. where god tells her to go yeah so um yeah so jillian a while back had a need for a car yeah
1: <laughs> probably if you listen like, you might hear you probably of it. yeah i talk about my car yeah. problem all
2: the time <laughs> <laughs> so yeah edith was part of their family for a little bit and Yes. yeah that's
1: fun there is a specific part of <laughs> edith though that really struck me because it was it's enough that someone would just be willing to give someone else their car for a little bit. But um, there was an umbrella Mm
2: -hmm. in there. Can you tell us about Edith's umbrella? Okay. So we have recently moved, but um, we lived in East Dayton for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of bus stops in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of um, people walking to and from. And uh, we were trying to, as a family, figure out a way that God would have us use uh, the kids and us, kind of in a ministry. Mm-hmm. And I went to pick pizza up one night. I don't even know if you know this part of how no. it all began. Okay, I'm excited. So I went to pick pizza up one night. And I think the boys, we had two boys at the time, and they were very little. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had just stopped on the way to pick up two umbrellas because it was spring, I believe, and mm-hmm. showers. Mm-hmm. So um, I went for one and got two because they were on sale. Mm-hmm. And um, I... It was near the University of Dayton, mm-hmm. and there was an international student, and he and I were there waiting for our pizzas to be ready. Hmm. And, um, he, we were just chatting very, very casual conversation. And he said, I hope my pizza doesn't get wet on the way home. And I said, God gave me an umbrella for you. So I gave him (laughs) an umbrella. So from that point on, we pick up umbrellas. Um, I like to get them at Ikea because they're like $5 and giant. Um, and we just kind of keep a stash in the car. Mm. And if we see somebody walking or standing in Mm. the rain, um, or know it's going to rain, or if God just says, give this person an umbrella because he does (laughs) um then we do that so we keep umbrella stashes in our cars and they're to give away so yeah
1: I just I love that so much and like I had driven away with Becky's car (laughs) um already sort of being provided for by you know their the gift that they gave gave us but then I get a text from her and she says hey there's an umbrella in the car if you see someone who needs it would you just give it to them and so it was like, Becky had not only like provided for my need, but then also provided for me to give to others. And I never got to give it away. Like That's there was a just, it's no, so I know, <laughs> it's so fun. but I just also looked at my life after that. And I asked, how am I preparing to be someone else's umbrella? Basically, hmm. because like, God does not give us what he gives us for us to keep it for ourselves. He gives it to us to give away in his name. And like when we sort of, we're just like the the umbrella really (laughs) signified being expectant that God would Mm -hmm. use what he's given you to to give others. Um, And there's actually a prayer that uh, is in the back of um, the practice of the presence of God by Brother Lawrence that he says, it is too much, Lord. It's too much that you are so generous of a, a God to give me the gifts you've given me, but because I want it, I'm not going to, um, basically he says, I'm not going to shoot down your generosity and refuse the gifts you give me. But I do pray that you would give me the gift mm. of being able to give away what you have given me so that I can um, bless your name in that. And so I just saw that such a tangible way through the Dells and their um, their umbrella. I mean, it's, umbrella. it feels like the the car was the bigger <laughs> gift, but I think the umbrella impacted me more. So from that story, we know you have two boys. Mm -hmm. Would you tell us about the rest of your family and
2: kind of the roles God has you playing in in this season of your life? Yeah. So, um, my husband, Aaron and I have been married, um, this year it'll be 18 years. So our marriage is an adult. Yes. (laughs) We were joking about (laughs) not until October. So, um, Yeah, so we have been married almost 18 years. We have two biological boys, Hmm. Noah and Colin, and they are um, 12. We're coming up on birthdays, but Hmm. currently they are 12 Mm -hmm. and 11. And we have, um, God blessed us with two girls through adoption. Um, Not at the same time. We adopted a couple years, well, a year apart, really. Um, So we have Evelyn, who is seven, and Ruthie, who is four. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I really connect with them, too, on that sense because we have two little boys mm-hmm. and God has really had us been praying for a long time now about adopting mm-hmm. as the next step and I don't know if you know this but we've decided to become a safe family I heard it family from you last podcast. <laughs> you heard it so out of the gym this morning I don't know what <laughs> how I tell people things like sometimes I blog sometimes I like I don't remember what conversations I've had in person but um yeah so it's kind of cool because I've just looked at Becky as kind of a mentor in that sense, but also that you know God has us seemingly on similar paths in that in that regard. So uh, very cool. So yeah. you have an adult marriage; <laughs> it's all grown. Up. It can, it, it, can't, it, can <laughs> it can it can vote now. It can it can vote. And a uh, uh, family with four kids. Um, so what is God
2: doing in your life right now? He's kind of tearing me apart hmm. in the best possible way. Hmm. Um, the, you know, A lot of people choose, for, or not choose, but pray over verses for the year. Hmm. And I've never done that. Hmm. Um, I don't, I, I, I guess in my, prior to what God's been doing over the last couple years, mm-hmm. I didn't think I knew how. Hmm. I didn't think I was smart enough or I didn't, hmm. I really didn't know how. Hmm. Um, so just, the, um, golly, about... It was in the fall. Uh, I went to an, a restorative retreat for foster and adoptive mothers. Hmm. It was it, it blew my mind. Hmm. I thought I was there to um, learn about trauma care and learn about hmm. um, uh, resources and how to better serve my family. Mm-hmm. But it was really about restoring the mom hmm. and um, working on what God would have for you that weekend. Hmm. And God just started stripping away layers hmm. upon layers upon layers. And I came away feeling like I'd been gone from my family for a month and it was not even three full days. Um, and I felt totally renewed and revived and, um, just over the last, and then he did it again, um, or has been continuing to unwrap that over the last few months. And, Mm. um, most recently it's been just, praying through and understanding, um, the role that I'm in right now, Hmm. child of God, Mm -hmm. mother, Mm -hmm. um, wife, Mm -hmm. um, all the things God called me to do Hmm. and all of the roles that I'm in and all the roles he's preparing me for, Hmm. um, where I've been. Hmm. Um, and just really, um, kind of looking at my heart Hmm. and saying, you know, like searching and saying, um, do when I do this or when I experience this, who is God in this? Hmm. And if God is what he says he is Hmm. and God draws scriptures to my mind and reminds me of things. But, um, when like, who is God in that? And then Hmm. who, who am I? And often Hmm. who I think I am and who God reveals that I see myself as Hmm. it's, it's not (laughs) words of him, Hmm. you know? And so Hmm. what do I do with that? Hmm. And, and unwrapping that part of it now Hmm. so if God says I'm a mother Hmm. and God created me to be a mother then he who is God in my mothering well Hmm. he's my guide he's my shepherd Hmm. he's my wisdom he's all of these beautiful Hmm. things so that's For me, he's my gentleness and self-control yes. when I'm
1: struggling with yes. that. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. He's all of the things mm-hmm. he says he is mm-hmm. throughout scripture, throughout history, throughout time. Mm-hmm. It's endless and it's true. Mm-hmm. And so who do I see myself as through then? Hmm. It's not those things. I see myself as a failure. Hmm. I don't see myself clothed in righteousness. Hmm. I don't see myself um, meeting expectations. Hmm. I make expectations that nobody can meet. Hmm. And so... Meeting God. And it's not there. God who is making those expectations no. of you. Yeah. No, those are not of God. Hmm. Those are um a false false representation of who God is hmm. because I'm clouded and I'm hmm. sinful and I can't see through that veil. Hmm. So He's been going down through years of my life. Wow. And removing scabs. Wow. And like Ouch. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. And so I have loving people in my life that are just calling me on things Hmm. and um you know it's been a relief even like for a silly day-to-day example i have the kids that are in school are 12 11 and 7 Hmm. and i have been making their lunches Mm -hmm. since they started going to school and that is precious. It, it's precious, but it's not right mm-hmm. because I do it so I can control it. Ah, I do it so okay. I can, like it had been putting so much stress on areas mm. where I wasn't preparing the kids to go off someday, mm. namely my boys who are mm. older. Um, and it, it was this false expectation that I thought my husband had for me, like What am I home all day for? What are my goals? Well, my goals aren't to clean the house. My goals Mm -hmm. aren't to... I mean, I want to feed and clothe my family. That's in my job description. (laughs) Um, But my goal is to teach them Mm -hmm. to love Jesus, Like to show them that. My goal is to um, build them up so they can stand on their own hmm. and go where God calls them. Hmm. My goal is to raise kids that see us loving Jesus yeah. and model that. Yeah. So it's not controlling and it's Mm-mm. not making things too, like so easy on them. They have no desire to do it on their own. And hmm. I thought I was failing when I would do that. And <laughs> it's like, I don't know, I've been really wrestling with yeah. that. What yeah. does that look like? So, yeah,
1: I mean, I think this. It seems like seemingly small things, Mm -hmm. but they're really the big things because they show what truth you are believing in Mm -hmm. your heart. Mm -hmm. And that comes down to every single action that you, that you play out. I mean, it it could be that you have a completely different motivation in your heart, Mm -hmm. a holy motivation. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And you could still be doing the same thing, mm-hmm. but it's completely different based on why you are doing what you are doing. Right. Yeah. So, And you yeah. see
2: it like just day-to-day stuff. That's how God's showing it to me. Mm-hmm. Like here you go again. Mm-hmm. You're controlling it when mm-hmm. I need somebody else to, because they're a person too and I'm yeah. working on their life. Yes. So if you don't let them either make a mistake mm-hmm. or, Um, You know, that's not that's not doing what I called you to do. Mm -hmm. And so I guess working off of my past, my history, my Mm -hmm. what has brought me to this point in my life unwrapping that and mm-hmm. really daily and often mm-hmm. asking God, so show me my motives. Mm-hmm. And some days I don't want to pray that mm-hmm. because that's hard. It's yeah. much easier to keep doing the same thing, but yeah. it, it's, it's harder on you. Cause we, you know, you're like
1: opening up a can of worms, mm-hmm. but the, the thing you are also opening up who then is dependence on the Lord, mm-hmm. and that is like the sweetest place you could be, right? I it reminds me just like as ministry, we've been walking through the Bible chronologically this year, mm-hmm. right? And um, I read through Leviticus, and Leviticus is the place where God uh gives the law, and he down to the very specifics, I feel mm-hmm. like you know, if this was. Uh, if he gave us, if, if we were in this time and period when he gave us the law, he might give you an instruction on how to pack your kids' lunches, mm-hmm. or when to stop packing their lunches, or whatever. He might do that. Um, but at the end of each command that he gives his people, he reminds them of who he is, mm-hmm. and that's not something I knew about Leviticus. Mm-hmm. He says, "Do this, don't do that," and then he says, "I am the Lord." Mm-hmm. And he reminds them too, sometimes throughout that book, what he has done, where he's brought them out of, um, you know, who he's the God of Abraham and Isaac. And, you know, he, he reminds them of his covenant love towards them. And so it's almost as if he is saying, I know that you can't do this. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's so I can show you, I am the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then he gives them ways in which that they can still receive his mercy Mm -hmm. when they um, don't measure up to that. So it's like, I think every time I get overwhelmed by the job of motherhood or any other job God's given me to do, um, even this week, I was looking at the schedule thinking, Lord, you got to help me because this is a lot for me Mm -hmm. and I'm overwhelmed. And I just felt him say like, I am the Lord. Mm. And... I just said, okay, I trust you are the Lord. Like, and I don't have to be the Lord. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) And that is like so healing for me. And I see that. And I, and I guess what I am hearing you say is you want the Lord to be the Lord over every detail of your life, Um, both past, you know, Mm -hmm. what you're uncovering in your past and what that means for
2: every day now and in the future. And I've discovered a lot of, um, what he sh- reveals to me, what I mm. need to surrender to him or mm. what I need to completely remove mm. their idols. Mm. And they're silly, tiny little idols <laughs> that start off really insignificant. <laughs> and then they grow <laughs> and they grow and they become your world <laughs> in one certain part of your life. Yeah. And I think that it has been... Um, transformative. Yeah. Because you pray, I don't know, I have, I've prayed over the years, God show me any idols in my, in my mind and I, I know what they are. So those are the ones that I think of. Yeah. It's not opening my heart to what God's showing me and it's Mm -hmm. not, um, in a practical way that he's doing it now. Mm -hmm. It's really, it blows my mind Mm -hmm. because I've been a believer since I was five Mm -hmm. and I'll be 40 this year. Mm -hmm. That's a long time Mm -hmm. to know somebody. Yes. But I haven't known him. (laughs) In this way, very long, yeah, and I think another way that he's pruning me is over. Um, I was in the Daniel study, yeah, and then I was in um uh, Ezra Nehemiah, Nehemiah last yep. year, and um, I through that very structured, yeah, Bible study, yeah, God revealed to me that there's, there's a good season for that, that it's, mm-hmm. it's great to go through that, and there are great tools, mm-hmm. but there's no Parameters on how you love me. There's yeah. no rules on how you study. That's right. And it has been so freeing. <laughs> I went to a Christian school from mm-hmm. preschool through mm-hmm. 12th grade, mm-hmm. and um, I have scars from that, mm. just like confusion in my brain for my sister and mm-hmm. other friends that went there it was mm-hmm. not a problem. Mm-hmm. But for me, yeah. I had to check the box. I yeah. literally had to memorize the scripture because I had to. Yeah. I had to do um, you know, different things because yes. it's part of the curriculum mm-hmm. and they are good things. Mm-hmm. But for the way it affected me, mm-hmm. it was really negative. Mm-hmm. And it's affected having my kids memorize scripture mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I don't want it to come from a part place of duty or obligation. Yeah. Right, not a check off the box. Yes. Yeah, a, a get to, not a want to. Exactly. Or not a have to, have to. what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like he's finally, all these years later, releasing me from yeah. that. And yeah. that is part of what he's been doing over the last yeah. six to eight months. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like there's um, just a period of time where you have to really unearth what's behind. And especially like it's January right now when we're recording this recording, but yeah. um, the motivations of like why you have discipline, mm-hmm. like Um, a lot of people right now are are instituting more structure in their Mm -hmm. life, whether it's their diet or um, I don't know, I'm flossing my teeth more because that's been a goal (laughs) of my life for a really
2: long time.
1: And just like, just the the, again, like it comes down to like the motivation of our Mm -hmm. heart behind that. And like when we see that we're not like worshiping the rules, but worshiping God and spending time with him. I don't think it matters so much like how we do that Mm -hmm. as long as we are drawing close and allowing him to lead our lives and love us. Also just to, just to be at his feet like Mary and to love us. Yeah. And
2: I think that when you take him out of that box of expectations and, um, Earning it. Yes. Like I will tell you, I believe in the sovereignty of God. I yeah. don't believe you earn anything. Right. I believe that his grace is sufficient and yes. I believe that he he is the one that moves your heart to love him. And yes. he is the one that moves your heart to study him. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I yeah. believe that a very long time. Yeah. But I'm just starting to understand it. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me to like at this season two years ago I would have never been able to do this they wouldn't have known how Mm -hmm. and so for this season I am slowly walking through Romans um yeah and I'm on chapter three I just finished chapter three and you are soaking in it girl I'm well and I'm taking breaks and I'm not being harsh on myself for that right but I'm listening to the chronological Mm -hmm. study Mm -hmm. and um I'm I don't. I'm far farther than I should be, but I'm in. I'm loving it. Like yeah. it's, it feels like a really good book on tape to me. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I'm old, a book on CD. <laughs> um, But I mean, like, I want to know the next part. But then yeah. he kept bringing back Job and kept bringing back yeah, Job. So I for know. the third time, I'm listening to Job. Yeah. And I'm taking it slow. Yeah. And I'm resting in that yes. and knowing that's okay because that's that's. That's how my brain works. That's how he created it. It's slow to absorb things. So if he's calling me to go back to Job, I'm going to do it slow and I'm going to learn it. And whatever it is he has for me, it will will fall into my ears and stick. Yes. That's the relationship you have.
1: It's and it's Holy Spirit led. And I mean... I think that's the thing. You just, you listen, mm-hmm. listen to where he's taking you and follow it. It's mm-hmm. so fun.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's like. It's free. It, it's so
1: free, it's free. And it's like, you truly are following where God leads you. Mm-hmm. And I think once you even, it. I don't know, I guess my question would be, if someone is considering doing a more structured study what would you say, like, how do you check and balance that in your heart? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you um, walk into that um, knowing that, I guess, the Spirit is leading you to to enter into a more structured time? Or how do you know the Lord, that the Lord is leading you into a time that is... Um, more unstructured. Mm -hmm. How would you uh, guide someone if they're in that position?
2: So my experience was God kept bringing, kept bringing into my, my heart and my mind and like, I couldn't shake it. Mm. Um, just And he does that with lots of things, mm-hmm. if he's trying to call you to pay attention to something mm-hmm. or bring something up. Mm-hmm. And it was the same for, like, I had been praying for years that I could understand the Bible, but mm-hmm. I didn't understand. I was trying to process that through the veil of, you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You're too stupid to do mm-hmm. that. Only people with education can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. thinking that was for the teachers and not yeah. for me, the student. Yeah. So. That, that became my prayer. Mm-hmm. Just show me how to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started. Mm-hmm. Like, show me how to do it. Mm-hmm. And he led me to the Dayton Women of the Word. Yeah. He led me to Jen Wilkins' book. Mm-hmm. He led me um, through going through that book with a group of other women yeah. and in my home. And I was leading it, um, which is the first time I'd ever done anything yeah. like that. The student became the teacher. and In a heartbeat. yeah. And I was not equipped, but he mm. equipped me. And Amen. he he led me through that, so yep. I think that's where I would start. Like yeah. suggest that mm-hmm. you just pray that God would show you how, mm-hmm. and pray that He review, re, review like lowers that veil. Yeah, He has yeah. done that. Amen. <laughs> he has torn veils, yes. so He can take the veil over the of place. your brain. Yeah, that yeah. He created. Yeah, and He can open your eyes and your mind to yeah. what He wants for you to read. Yeah, and start listening
1: to who He says you are. You know, because those are those I'm not good enough. I am not educated enough. Mm -hmm. Like those are all, um, lies. And he has given us so many things that he can teach us with. Mm -hmm. And that's what our ministry is all about is giving you those tools so you can do it on your own or Mm -hmm. do it with a group of women. Um, and we like to be the beta test for you to learn how to, how to do that. You were going to tell us about a verse that God did for your year.
2: So yes, it wasn't actually a verse. I was I, okay, so people have the verses that yeah. they choose for the year. Yeah. And I just started praying over what my last few years have been like mm-hmm. because we went through a major transition when our daughter Evelyn came. She mm-hmm. was five, mm-hmm. so she had lots of life before us. Mm-hmm. And we had two very sheltered boys. Mm-hmm. We were very sheltered. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I felt like for the first year of her being here, I didn't breathe. Mm-hmm. And then, um, we were completely closed off to adoption again, Mm -hmm. completely. Mm -hmm. Um, just because it, we had, we felt very overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And then, um, we were very convicted Mm -hmm. that that was our plan and not Mm -hmm. God's plan. And so, um, we started praying through it and we said, okay, God, um, we really feel like Mm -hmm. you're opening our hearts again for adoption. And so we said to our agency, we'd like to adopt again, Mm -hmm. um, put our name out there. Mm -hmm. And, um, A couple weeks later we were matched or I guess it was almost four weeks later five weeks later we were matched with our now Mm four-year-old and um, we just came up with uh, upon the one-year anniversary of being with her her being with us and um, finalized her adoption Mm -hmm. in the fall and um, just sitting back and looking through that and Mm -hmm. looking through it um, what God has done. Mm-hmm. Um, so 2015 is when our first daughter came to us, mm-hmm. and um, so I kind of God just gave me themes that mm-hmm. throughout the years. Mm-hmm. So 2015, the theme was, "Will you obey, <laughs> and do you trust that I will provide and I will sustain you?" Wow. And He did mm-hmm. because I could not breathe. I mm-hmm. honestly could not breathe some days. Mm-hmm. But he did. He was the air in my lungs. Mm -hmm. He was the thoughts in my brain, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not the bad thoughts, because there (laughs) were those two. But he sustained us and he provided. And then Mm -hmm. 2016, do you really know me? Do you know what I can do? Do you know that I have created you? Mm 2017 was do you trust me Hmm. here comes our um second adoption Hmm. and um the house got too small so uh (laughs) we put the house on the market and it was on the like in contract in four days and then it fell apart Hmm. six weeks later and uh, we had withdrawn from the school we were in it was a charter school in Dayton and then um enrolled in the new school and we had we were living in our older, our old home. Um, and, uh, God provided this other home for us and we had to wait for a long time. Um, six months, it felt like forever, but yeah. Yeah. Do you trust me? Mm -hmm. And then, um, now it's, do you believe me? Mm -hmm. So do you believe I am who I say I am and Mm -hmm. not who you think I am? Mm -hmm. And that's the lens that he keeps having me look Mm. at everything through. Wow. If I am this, who are you? Mm. You are my child. You are adopted into my family. Mm. You are heirs. Mm -hmm. You are a love. You Mm -hmm. are loved. Mm -hmm. And that's who he is. Mm. So this year I'm excited because I get to look at who God is. Mm. But it's hard because you think you know yourself, but you don't. You don't know the layers upon layers Mm -hmm. of yuck Mm -hmm. that have taken root and clouded every moment Mm. so it's it's a journey like i'm excited about this year it's hard work yeah um but i feel like fast forward i feel like there's going to be so much freedom because Mm. it already is freeing Mm. because you you stop when you look at it through that you stop I I am anyway. Stop judging myself so harshly Mm. and look at my heart with grace. Mm. And Mm -hmm. that's hard to do. You Mm -hmm. can give grace to a lot of people, but yourself. Yeah. And the way that God's unwrapping that and putting, filling me with grace for these areas, he's also equipping me with ways to rebuild it Mm. and um, friends to come alongside and say, Mm -hmm. you know, this isn't, this isn't truth. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like there is... I've always gotten stuck on the verse that says love others as you love yourself. <laughs> right. That's yeah. <laughs> because I don't, I think especially in, in Christian circles, we don't want to say we love ourselves. We know our sin and we not we feel like if we say I love myself, that's like selfish. And that is like, we're saying I love who I am in my sinful, natural state, and we don't love that. Um, but God loves us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when he sees us, he sees Jesus. Right. And he loves Jesus. And he, like, it, if it is true that we are, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Right. I've been mm-hmm. crucified who, with Christ. Um, and it's no longer I who live, but, but God. Christ who lives in me, then if we don't love ourselves, we're kind of also saying like, I don't love the Jesus inside of me and not like trusting who he has made us to be, Mm who he's redeemed us to be. And so there's this tension, right? There's such a tension there. Um, and so Truly how we love others, right, is going to be an outpouring on how we're receiving God's love
0: Mm, for ourselves.
1: And so, like, I feel like I have just now begun to understand that I can receive his love Mm -hmm. freely. Freely and abundantly. And abundantly. Right. And Hosea, it says, I will heal their apostasy. I will love them freely. Mm -hmm. There's no... There's no catch, right? There's absolutely no catch, mm-hmm. and I feel like it, in my how I'm many years of being a Christ follower, I'm just now understanding that I can receive His love, mm-hmm. and that changes everything, it, including yes. how I love other people. Um, but that's just really beautiful to see, like you, God asking you those questions, mm-hmm. and what was it? Do you, can you obey
2: me? Was, uh, for the first year? Yeah. I want to like repeat it for yeah, the listener. Was, will you obey? Will you obey? Yeah, and trust that I will provide and sustain. Then do you really know me? Hmm. Uh, do you trust me? Hmm. Do you trust that I'll take care of you? Do you trust that hmm. I am who I say I am? Hmm. And do you believe me? Do you believe me? And all of these themes are revealing who God is. Hmm. It's all about Him. Mm-hmm. And when like when I was going back through Job. Actually, when I listened to it, it caught my ear and I stopped what I was doing and highlighted it and sent it to people. Um, (laughs) It's Job 42, five and six. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear. Hmm. That's me. Like Hmm. I've heard of Jesus. Hmm. And then he goes on to say, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, Hmm. I despise myself and Hmm. repent in dust and ashes. And earlier in Job, he's praying that God would have never let him be born. You know, like I've prayed that prayer. Like, Mm. God, why would you give Aaron a wife such as me? Mm. Why? Why? What did Mm. he do to deserve that? Mm. We don't do things to deserve Jesus. Yeah. We don't deserve, there's nothing we could do. That's why we have Jesus. And I think that um, I'm at that beginning part or Mm. maybe just past that, like, Mm why why am I here what mm-hmm. surely there's somebody better but mm-hmm. God only created one me mm-hmm. God only created this mom mm-hmm. in this season mm-hmm. for my children and mm-hmm. this wife for my husband mm-hmm. and this me for people who I run into at the grocery store yeah so am I hoping they see me or am mm-hmm. I hoping they see Jesus? Mm-hmm. And it's not me that I want them to see because Mm -hmm. I am rubbish. I'm what Job says. Mm -hmm. I don't see it this way. Mm -hmm. Like my whole family hasn't been taken from me. My life hasn't been destroyed. Mm -hmm. I am very blessed and Mm -hmm. fortunate Mm -hmm. that he hasn't done that. But if he did, Mm -hmm. what more would you see God? Mm -hmm. Like how more would you see him Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. his true character? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's... Yeah. I think like there's...
1: God redeems... He can use he uses every aspect of our life to show himself mm-hmm. and we can trust that as he gives and as he takes away, he does purse purposefully. Right. And in the way that's going to showcase himself the most through our, yeah. uh, these vessels that we are, you know, right. um, man. So I guess how is, we ca- talked a little bit is the word, how is the word playing into, um, this season of your life? And I guess what encouragement would
2: you give, um, someone in your current season? So for now I am excited Hmm. really for the first time Hmm. in a very long time, there's been little seasons, but my husband even has commented on how it's, 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 it's just breath now, Hmm. you know, it's not a job that I have to Hmm. do. It's not, I'm finding myself, I love, audio Bibles. Mm-hmm. I love audio anything. So mm-hmm. I don't have to actually do the work and sit down and read it. Mm-hmm. Um so when I'm doing you know, while I'm in like get out of the shower doing my hair or makeup mm-hmm. I've got it playing Mm -hmm. when I've got, and you know, the best place for your kids to find you, the sureness Mm -hmm. that they're going to find you (laughs) is when you're in the restroom. Exactly. Yes. So (laughs) they're hearing it. Um, It started a couple years ago. I wanted to intentionally have them hear it. So I would listen to it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, with them in the car, but it was Mm -hmm. another duty. It Mm -hmm. wasn't, it was, Oh, am I going to, am I going to be a good enough mom and teach my kids the Bible? Mm -hmm. That's where that came from. Mm -hmm. That's using a beautiful thing in a horrible way. Mm -hmm. It's not, God will still use it because he's got it. And it's his word, right? But that's not my heart. My heart was, I need to be a good mom, so I'm going to do this. Yeah. Now my heart is, I want to know him better. Yes. And by knowing him better, my kids will know him better. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't remember your question.
1: Yeah. So, what would you? (laughs) How's the word impacting your current season? It sounds like it's becoming a. Need more than a duty. Yeah, I want and it. a love. Yeah, more. It's like because it's kind of a love. It's it's starting to become a love story mm-hmm. instead of a um, check off the box.
2: Yeah, and taking the parameters off of it and just saying, God, let me hear what you want me to hear. Yeah, it's freeing because I don't have to do it. I'm yes. doing it because I want to know Him more yes. and I want to hear it. So, yeah. So daily, I'm just I'm um, playing yeah. it. Yeah. And I've been that girl who starts reading the Bible in a year and gets bored. Yeah. Never chronologically. Yeah. And it is fascinating. I know. <laughs> like to know where Job fit. Yeah. And like it it I told my husband it 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 made it all come to life in a yeah. different way. And I yeah. wish all Bibles were written that way. And I know no, they're not for a reason. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, they're for a reason. <laughs> but I wish like right. it made it. It is confusing. because like, yeah. you really have to
1: understand. So for those listening who don't know, the Bible is arranged more by um almost more by genre versus, uh, by, uh, timeline. So Job actually comes, is later in, in the Bible because it's, um, considered poetry, Mm -hmm. I believe. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Um, so it's in like a poetry section of the Bible, even though it is, uh, comes, it was written right in Genesis, yeah, like in right that time after, yeah,
2: like right there before yeah. Abraham, before exactly. the Abrahamic covenant, yes, there was Job, yes, and that like God yeah. put that in my mind, and I it would, what, yeah,
1: yeah, and I'm really excited for the women and for myself who have been kind of studying with us for a couple of years because we always start a book with the context, like what mm-hmm. is happening in the greater story of the Bible when we come to this book. And But for me, I had never actually read the whole story from start to finish Mm -hmm. in that way. So still, when I come to an individual book, it's kind of confusing to try to plug that in Mm -hmm. to the whole story. I feel like I'm starting over from scratch every time. And everything is so much richer now that I am seeing this. And I think the reason it was so hard for me to do that before was because I didn't have a community to do it. And I didn't really... um, I didn't really have the back knowledge of the Bible that mm-hmm. I, uh, that I, God has been growing in me for a couple of years now. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's cool because we're all kind of starting in a different place, but like coming to it, we're all learning together. Right. It's awesome. Yeah. So for someone who's in the season of life that you are in, what encouragement would you give them, uh, right now?
2: I would say, hmm, I would say that, you are where God's put you for a reason. Mm-hmm. there is purpose in the morning when you wake up. there is purpose mm-hmm. all the way until when your head hits the pillow, mm-hmm. or in the middle of the night when yeah. your kids come to you because yeah. there's a fear or a wet bed yeah. or you or name hail it. outside or hail, like last night lightning oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah, yes, and that God knows you have failures. God yeah. knows you were you are going to mess up, yeah but he is not a God of wrath Hmm. in that way. Hmm. He is a God that loves you. Hmm. He is a God that knows, knows what's going to happen. He knows what each day will bring. Hmm. And he's still God at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, um, it's been interesting having kids in two different age brackets because the boys are 14 months apart. The girls are three years apart, but I feel like we're starting over a lot of Mm -hmm. things again. Mm Um, and It's it's been interesting as a more seasoned parent going to the younger years again Mm -hmm. to to see what I don't stress about, Mm -hmm. but to see those those anxieties are still there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that if somebody in my when I was in my 20s would have said you know, and older or wiser parents mm-hmm. have sa- had said to me, mm-hmm. um, it's okay. Don't sweat it. Mm-hmm. It'll be all right. Mm-hmm. But really absorbing that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. taking that into consideration for not just, you know, if I yell at my kids out of anger, mm-hmm. um, or whatever, I feel like there's, I've gotten to a point where there's grace for that mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that, um, I'm not going to disappoint God in a way that he's going to turn his eyes away Mm -hmm. from me. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. cannot happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, does I think nothing can nothing. separate us and that means says nothing. In Roman. Yeah, nothing, nothing means nothing. Yeah.
1: When God says everything, he means everything. Mm-hmm. When he says nothing, he means, means nothing. nothing. When he yeah. says all, he means all. When he says none, he means none. And yeah, nothing it says in Romans 8, nothing can separate, separate us from the, the love, love of God, God. right? You're going to get to that, but you've got five more chapters yeah, to I go. Think I've
2: heard that before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think what she's saying is is God's full wrath Jesus bore the brunt of that. He did, yeah. And so we, that's not who we are anymore. We're we are not children of wrath anymore. Once you've accepted Christ, you're there. I mean, like you are living redeemed and, and you're new. God is doing a new thing in yeah. you. And so even when you sin now, Jesus already died for that. Jesus already paid the price for that. Mm-hmm. And you are living as a child forgiven and a child free And I just want you to hear that, listener. I want you to hear that. And if you don't understand that, um, ask God to show that to you in your life right now. And if you are still feeling like you're living as a child of wrath, ask the Lord to to change your heart. Um, You don't need to walk in that place anymore. And invite Jesus to change your life um, and to start living for Him. So. Becky, we are going to be checking in with you okay. to see how God is answering the question, do you believe me? Awesome. In a couple months here. I'm excited to uh, see how he is. <laughs> It'll be too. good. It'll be good. All right. Thanks, friend. Thank you. Last time we chatted with Becky, she talked to us about her identity in Christ, about her adoptive family and a retreat God had um, particularly spoken through. We talked about her car, Edith, and the lessons we've learned from it, and the motivations behind her mothering and behind studying the Bible. She talked us through particular questions that God had brought her through, like, uh, will you obey me? Do you know me? And do you trust me? And in this upcoming uh, recording, you'll see how over the past six months, God has continued to lead Becky, particularly through the book of Hosea, through a bout of depression and uh, continuing to speak to her through her adoptive family and the, the particular blessings and struggles that come along with it. So listen in. Becky, what has God been doing over the past, I don't know, it's been like six months? Yes,
2: it's been a while. Um, He's been doing a lot. He's been very Mm -hmm. active. Mm -hmm. And um, I think overall, he's just been um, pursuing me Mm -hmm. and he's been pursuing my kids. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was thinking about, you know, what has gone on in the last six months, that's the word that kept coming up. Hmm. Um, he's been pursuing me and he recklessly loves me. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like I'm being chased in a good way. (laughs) What are, what are some of the evidences in your life that you're being chased? Oh gosh. Um, so I, we are going through, um, a period of difficulty with one of our kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, um, based on things that happened before they came to our home. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a couple adopted children, Mm -hmm. as you know, and um, it's just, it's an interesting part of life to pick up pieces from a puzzle that you don't have the picture to. Mm. You don't know what happened, and you don't have the whole story, Mm. but you know there's hurt, and you know there's healing, and you know that um, trauma has happened. So Mm. kind of watching things... um, become very unsettled Hmm. and watching how things are kind of being sorted through and sifted. Hmm. Um, And I I think the pursuing is probably mostly because I see um, his family coming around us. Hmm. I see that we're not alone um, and that my kids aren't alone. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I – uh recently just last weekend met somebody who has heard part of our story um and she said oh i'm so glad to meet you because i've been praying for you and i i've never met her before <laughs> um just those kind of little yes. insights into that we're not alone on this journey yeah um so i think that's it he's we're being cared for in ways that we don't even know hmm. by the body hmm. and um yeah yeah it's big
1: and we've been studying hosea mhm So I feel like there's quite a bit of pursuit happening (laughs) through Hosea too. Do you want to speak on like, you know, I know Mm -hmm. you've been, um, Becky's one of our uh, discussion group leaders Mm -hmm. in our Hosea study right now, you know, how is God showing you his pursuit through Mm -hmm.
2: Hosea? I, gosh, in many ways. (laughs) Um, I was doing the, and I think I talked about it last time about how the reading the Bible, um, yeah, listening to it. Um, in chronological order has come alive, um, in different ways. And that yeah. w- I was cruising through it like crazy. I was, I couldn't get enough. And then Hosea came mm-hmm. and about a month before Hosea, I really started focusing on Hosea. Mm-hmm. So, um, I got frustrated that I couldn't keep up that pace cause I was loving it and yes. I was losing the love for that, like the passion for that at the yes. time. And then Hosea became like everything that yes. I was studying. Um, and I kind of wrestled through that, but in that wrestling, God was like, hello, <laughs> you know, I'm still I'm right. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, yeah. So it, that was kind of, it became, I don't know, it was like a struggle to do what I wanted to study. Mm-hmm. And then also what I was supposed to study to mm-hmm. be ready for the study. Mm-hmm. Um, and it became all Hosea, which mm-hmm. is pivotal in our lives right now, because yeah. we see it over and over and again, in the story of Hosea in the book of the Bible, that God is, um, he could squash these people yes. like they deserve death. Yes, and they've betrayed God in every sense of that word. Yes, but he is—he's just sitting, not sitting there; he's actively working to draw them to him. Mm. And I—I I keep thinking about um, the part. It was recently we studied it, and I don't remember the the reference, but he said that they think that. Bale's the one that's been providing for them. Mm. This is my cliff's notes. Yeah. But you know, they they think that Bale's providing for them, but it's me. Yeah. I'm giving them the food. And he yeah. doesn't just mean food for sustaining life. He means spiritual food. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's huge for me. That's the quote I wrote on my board last mm. week. Just that he is he, I'm not doing this. Mm. And anything that I'm doing on my own that's an idol, mm. that's not, that's not because I can do it. Yes. Even that, even the ability to provide food for my kids and put dinner on the table. Yeah. That's not me doing it. It's yeah. God allowing me to do it. Yeah. So I think that is um that that's yeah, just the re- relentless pursuit of his people, how he's loving them, um and how you can see vividly how God has the ability and the power to control the wind and hmm. the sun and um he he provides yeah and he provides well and he he has he could he could devour them yeah but he doesn't yeah and yeah I think that's where he's speaking to me right now in Hosea yeah
1: it's amazing how he just in Hosea there's just like this tension of like complete might and Mm -hmm. complete compassion and pursuit but also sending away and like you know like my compassion is hidden from you, but it is never truly hidden from you. Like he, he, you know, even when he exiles these people, which he will mm-hmm. um, because they will not respond to Hosea's message. um, He still, despite themselves, brings them back to himself. And it's just so encouraging to me that like, even in our, I don't know. We kind of have this idea that when we become saved, we um that story is over. Mm-hmm. But it is not. Like he continually pursues us even after we have like received him and said yes, Lord to following you. Like you continually pers- pursue us and will not let us go. Um and you will harness us back to yourself. And he, and he shows us that in very detailed ways. Like he was showing you with that person just coming up, Oh, I've been praying for mm-hmm. you. Like what? That's so crazy. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in very tangible ways as yeah. well. So God's been showing you his pursuit of you, both in your life and through Hosea and also showing you, he's going to provide for you. It mm-hmm. sounds like, yeah. um, how has he been providing for you?
2: I feel this summer. Um, hmm, that's a that's a big question yeah. for our current situation, and yeah. our life. Um, just having moments of respite, mm-hmm. moments of of calm mm-hmm. um, that I wasn't anticipating mm-hmm. going into the summer. The um, our kids thrive on schedule and mm-hmm. knowing what's next. And And summer is hard. Summer is hard. It's hard. And I, I, we start off really strong with a, a very, you know, regimented schedule, but then, you know, the thunderstorm (laughs) happens and the plans change. Right. Exactly. Um, but the first few weeks were really amazing. And then the struggle started Mm -hmm. and I've have found that, Um, I've struggled with some depression this Mm -hmm. summer Mm -hmm. and I haven't had struggle with that in years. I Mm -hmm. used to pretty regularly struggle with it. Um, and one of the things that has been resounding in my heart Mm -hmm. is this, this depression is real. It's tangible. Mm -hmm. It makes me not want to get up some mornings, Mm -hmm. but God's bigger than it. Mm -hmm. And I never had that when I've gone through seasons of depression Mm -hmm. or, um, just mental and physical exhaustion. Yeah. Um, And that, I think that's a direct result of being in his word Mm -hmm. because that's his promise that Mm -hmm. we're, he's not going to leave us in the valleys Mm -hmm. and there's fruit that's going to come from that. Mm -hmm. And it's been really dark some of these, like Mm -hmm. some of the days and it's that there's been, there's been light. Mm -hmm. And I think that is just because. He's faithful. Yes. And I'm reading that and I'm mm-hmm. hearing it and it's on repeat in my head mm-hmm. um that the depression is real and mm-hmm. it's not anything to be taken lightly, but it's mm-hmm. not the end for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um
1: so I think that's Yeah. I yeah. see rootedness in you. Like mm-hmm. there's all these like oh, I don't know, um imagery in Hosea of like vines and trees and Roots and well, it's a very like botanical, <laughs> I don't know what else to call it, uh, it uh the book of the Bible. Um, but uh, there's just so many references to being rooted and what you're rooted in, um, really, really makes a difference. And mm-hmm. and we have to be rooted in God's word because when the depression hits, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever it is that is coming across your life those roots are still going to, you're still going to be nourished mm-hmm. if you're rooted in God's word. Like I'm thinking about our, we have this rose bed, which I never water. <laughs> 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 like, I don't water plants. That's not a part of my life. Um, and I'm okay with it, but they like, despite me, mm-hmm. you know, despite their like l- neglect of owner, Um, They're thriving because they have really deep roots, um, and they they um, can pull from the nourishment in the ground even when I'm not like nourishing them. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually mulched them this year though, so I feel like well done. Wait, thank you, (laughs) man. But like that, but in every other way, you know, they just thrive because they are, they are rooted. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really helpful for me to see that evidence in your life, even um, of, of rootedness Mm -hmm. and how God's word does change when things, when things come, when circumstances hit our life, you know, um, it makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So rooted in God's word, God's been providing for you. Um, You know, how has the you know earlier you said we're talking a little bit about like self-sufficiency mm-hmm. you know like has that changed between this bout of depression and the ones you've had previously like do you feel like your level of trying to do it yourself has
2: changed mm-hmm. yeah I feel like I'm kind of waiting for it to wash over mm-hmm. me and mm-hmm. then be done mm-hmm. like I don't feel like I feel like <laughs> the time for me to scramble and try to fix it on my own. Yeah, I don't have that desire now. Yeah, um, and I don't think it's a, a place of, um, like apathy or. Defeatedness. Yeah. I feel like the battle's already been won mm-hmm. and I just need to sit in this season. It's a peace. It's a peace. Yeah. Yeah. And I n- had never had that before. Mm-hmm. And wait a minute. You yeah. can be depressed and have peace at the same time. I found that's Tell true. Tell me about that. Yeah. I didn't know. Like, uh. and it doesn't make any sense because mm-hmm. it feels very, um, and I'm sure everybody that has experienced depression, it's different for everybody. Mm. Um, and mine is definitely brought on by environmental stresses mm. and like, mm-hmm. you know, not Kind of the, the but
1: perfect th- storm of events has, has happened. Exactly. And yeah. And mm-hmm. it's been
2: a long battle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this battle we've been fighting has been going on for um, three and a half years. Mm-hmm. It's been rearing its head on and off. Mm-hmm. And this is a... Um, a season where I just, I think part of this, like the piece that I have mm-hmm. is because I, kn- I, I see changes. Mm-hmm. I see little um, reminders that God loves my kids more than I ever could. Mm-hmm. And I see that as much as I want processing to happen quickly, it mm-hmm. has to happen slowly. Mm-hmm. And that the processing that is happening is being guided by him in the mm-hmm. right time. In the right season and in the right home, Mm. so I think that's where the peace comes because Mm. my kids are not mine; Mm. they're God's first, Mm. and trusting Him with them. I I trust a lot of people, like I trust my the teachers to look after them. I trust, Mm -hmm. you know, people at church to pour into them, and um, I kind of do that with loose hands. So why not trust God mm-hmm. to to love them well? Absolutely. He's the ultimate parent. Absolutely. And he created their heart. And he he, even though I wasn't with um all of my children from birth, mm. he's been there. Mm. He was there from before birth. Mm. He created them, he knitted them together in their mm. mother's womb. Mm. And somebody who like if he's gonna knit them together, he's gonna carry them. And yeah. I just I have this image of him just embracing when I can't mm. and you know, he's got the whole picture of the puzzle. Mm. He can he can see beginning to end mm. all at once. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm for the first time in my whole life believing that mm. and trusting in that. And that's where the peace through the storm comes. Mm. Because speaking of my heart. It, it doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah. at all in the yeah. brokenness of the world to find peace. And when you're looking at a broken person who did nothing to become broken. Yeah. And you have peace. Yeah. That's only God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um man
1: we're we've had a baby living with us with say families for about nine weeks now, yeah, and we're working towards reunification with his parents right now. It's gonna happen over the next month. we're not ex- exactly sure when, but just like, oh Becky, mm-hmm. like that like trusting God with them like i I know your kids are with you and mm-hmm. they're they're with you for the long haul, but I feel like he's teaching me the same thing about. This baby that we're going to say you give back over to his parents, which has been the absolute point the whole time, but, and they're doing so well, but we still love him. And it's so hard to trust God with that, that, that he cares for him so much more than I care for him. Mm -hmm. And, um, and just seeing like, okay, what he has set up in that like we can still have a relationship with him. If his parents are okay with that, we're still in his life. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's still, there's still that, but also just like ultimately walking through that makes me feel like I feel like God's teaching me that also for my kids and like for every other person that God brings in my life to like trust God with their life Mm -hmm. because I feel like I often move into like savior mode, like Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to save everybody and rally and mom, everybody and rally everybody and lead everybody. And, um, just walking through this experience just with this baby has richened my experiences of everybody that God has given me to care for Mm -hmm. because I have a peace and that's the difference. Mm -hmm. I have a peace with, God being God and me just being used, Mm. like being in that there's a joy that comes with that. And so it's going to be really hard. I know I'm going to worry a lot. I already am. I'm like preemptively worried about it, but, um, I also trust the Lord and I'm also so grateful that he brought him to our lives and, um, and I'm going to stand on his word
2: when we have to let go of him. You know, and it's it's so comforting to know that for this season he's been with you, yeah. And you got to love him with God's love, yeah. and you got to pour into him no strings attached, yeah. And we have um, friends who are going through at the beginning of the adoption process, yeah. and there's all these um, websites of children who need homes, mm-hmm. and they're you know. And as you do when you're um, adopting, uh, you scour websites yeah. and you look at, you know, and I, I don't know how many children I got mentally and emotionally attached to yeah. from seeing one picture in a little, you oh my know, gosh, it's overwhelming. paragraph. That is, is overwhelming. Yeah. But for one season yeah, or one day, that child or those children are prayed for and loved, mm. for, loved like they're, because you can envision them in your family. Yeah. Um, and I think that's beautiful too. Just mm-hmm. like the woman who came up to me and said, Oh, I heard about you and I'm, I've I'm been praying, praying for, you. for you. Those kids will never know. There were so many kids that I was sure it was going to be our child. Yeah. You know, but like just knowing that for that moment, somebody was investing in them mm-hmm. and you don't know what their story is. Maybe yeah. they have had great people investing in them, but maybe they haven't. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's really cool to be able to for a season or a day or a moment Invest in like yeah just praying or loving somebody who, yeah, who needs it. Yes. You know, yeah. And don't yeah. we all need it though? It's yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And just it's an exercise in that like, God sees us, and He called you to see that person for mm-hmm. that day. And there's a really reason. See them, yeah, yeah. There's a reason, and and we can trust Him that He sees them and loves them more than than we do. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Man, Becky, wow. Thank you so much for encouraging us. That was a really good word especially if you are dipping your toes into adoption foster care mm-hmm. um safe families, you know, um having a heart for vulnerable children. Um kind of like God has a
2: heart for for us, yeah. for sure. We certainly are vulnerable. Also, <laughs> yeah,
1: like also just like hope for people who are struggling with depression right now. Mm-hmm. That's really really hopeful and um I hope that you have taken some um gleaned some wisdom from from Becky's experience today. Anything else you want to share with our listeners?
2: Uh stay in the word. Yeah. You know, even if it's just listening for a little bit each yeah. day. It don't don't, uh, allow the world to say, Oh, you have a lot going on, Mm. Uh, you know, just wait. It's a busy season. Don't wait because the depression I had gone through in the past Mm. was because people were saying, and I was Mm. preaching to myself, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, you've got too much going on. It's okay. Mm. If you're not picking up the Bible, God Mm -hmm. understands Mm. God calls us. He wants us. So don't, don't believe that lie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're not in a season of Mm -hmm. depression, Yes. I think that's encouragement to continue to be rooted because yeah. you don't, I mean, not that we're like living on our, I mean, just, just take into reality the fact that we live in a broken world. And if, mm-hmm. if you have not experienced suffering right now, you will. And so, so allow, allow your roots to grow deep now yeah. because you'll want them when the, when the storm comes. Yes. So, amen. amen. Thanks, amen. Becky.
2: Yeah. Thanks to
0: Thank you for listening to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our heart for you is that you become a mighty, awe-filled woman of God who knows, believes, and shares God's Word in your areas of influence. We'd love to connect with you on our website, DaytonWomenInTheWord.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. In the meantime, we fervently pray Colossians 3, 16-17 over you. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly